Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, episode 92 is here. I know you're waiting for it. Thanks for being here once again on Private Club Radio as we're nearing the 100th episode. We're going to do something special for the 100th episode. We're going to have Mr. Rick Coffey, who is a frequent contributor to this show. He will be hosting the episode. I think he's got some cool things in store for us, so you're going to be wanting to look out for that one. If you have enjoyed this show over the course of now nearly 100 episodes, I would love it. I would just love to hear from you. Wherever you are in the world, I would love to hear what you think about the show, what you've enjoyed, who your favorite guests were, what your favorite moments were, what you hated, (laughs) all that stuff. I would love to hear it. And there's a really cool way that you can participate. You can go to privateclubradio.com slash inbox and leave a voicemail right from that webpage. All you have to do is have a computer with a speaker on it and you can leave us a voicemail right now from wherever you're at. So would love it if you'd visited that privateclubradio.com slash inbox and participate in our hundredth episode. We're going to have a ton of fun. All right. Well, I am rather freshly back from Nashville. It was now about two weeks ago that I was in Nashville, Tennessee at the Professional Club Marketing Association's National Conference. As always, a wonderful time was had by all in Nashville. Rick Coyne and his team put on a wonderful show for everyone. And I was had the pleasure of doing a pre-conference education. So on the Sunday before the official start of the conference, I did a one-day seminar called the Digital Marketing Bootcamp. And I've been told, I've been told, can't verify it myself, but the conference organizers tell me it was the highest ever attended pre-conference education of all time. And I just thought that was so cool. I had such a great group. And that's what really made it fun and special for me is I had a wonderful group of private club professionals from all over the country, some really good talent in that room. We had such lively discussions and just had so much to talk about. It really made it a joy to be there that entire day. It's tough standing on your feet seven, eight hours talking. And it was all worth it because these folks were just first class. So if you were in Nashville at the Digital Marketing Bootcamp and you're listening to this show, thank you so much for being there. And I just really enjoyed having you, really enjoyed giving that class. Thanks to the PCMA for putting on the conference and inviting me. Um, It was really nice of you to to give me eight hours in a room with people. That's kind of scary, but uh, we made it through. All right. Awesome. Well, today we have just a fantastic guest for you. I'm going to be joined by Allison Root. And Allison is the editor of Women and Golf Magazine out of the UK. And I always love chatting with our friends across the pond because they've got a unique perspective. They do things a little bit differently over there in the UK and in Europe. And I always enjoy having them on the show. If nothing else, I just love their accent too. It's a great accent that they have. (laughs) So Allison is going to join us and we're going to have a lot of fun there. While we're talking about the UK, if you're listening to this and you are in the UK, I am coming your way in just a couple months. At the at the beginning of December, I'll be attending the Club Leadership Summit, going to be doing some live private club radio 
from there. And rumor has it, they actually are going to let me speak as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. If you are attending that conference, I would love to see you and shake your hand and meet you. And I think I'm going to try to slip down to the London area and see some of our friends that have been here on Private Club Radio. Guys like uh, Leighton Walker at Burford and I would love to get to Goodwood and see Eddie Bullock and some of those folks. So if you're in the UK, hit me up. My email's gabe at private club agency. And I would love to see you while I'm over there. If in any way I can make it happen, I certainly will because I appreciate all the support that this show gets over there in the UK. Well, without further ado, let's bring on our featured guest. My guest today is Allison Root. Allison has worked in the golf industry for almost 20 years. She started her career at the Times newspaper, where she gained an in-depth knowledge of the industry and the publishing world. She was also the publishing editor for Business Golfer, a quarterly publication of the Business Golf Corporation. She has experience managing national golf events, and she's currently the editor of Women in Golf magazine, which was established in 1991 and is the UK's biggest selling bi-monthly female golf title. As a leading voice on women's golf, Allison is seen on national TV throughout the United Kingdom and is also a voice on key matters of the game through national radio. Allison, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you. Thanks very much. And so it's such a pleasure to have you here uh, talking over satellite here today. Uh, let's talk about Women in Golf magazine first. Can you give our, our listeners an, an overview of the publication if, they, if they've never come across it yet? Yes, as, as you mentioned, it was established uh, 26 years ago now. So um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot has changed in golf uh, since those times. And it's a bi-monthly publication. And we also have a website as well. And it just caters for everything the, the female golfer needs to know about golf. So that might be the you know the current news, features, equipment, where she wants to travel, um, and all the issues surrounding the game. Yeah. And and not just about professional there. golfers, but even just about women women golfers that are amateurs yeah. there. Yeah, it's 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 club from club level through to to players. So it's uh, you know, f- just focuses on everything really. Everything yeah. Golf needs to know. Yeah, I was browsing through the website and some of the um, online versions of the magazine, and it looks really impressive. You, like you mentioned, there covering all sorts of things from travel to equipment to what's going on the, the ladies' tours, and it's yeah. really a, there's quite a breadth of information. Travel is a, is um, a big thing now in, in in golf, and actually, we're bringing out our first uh, travel supplement called the Women in Golf Traveler. Nice. Because the men's titles do that. So it's a case of, well, the, you know, girls are on tour now as well and they mm-hmm. like to travel. It's a big part of golf. It's a lifestyle. So that's coming out. Uh, a supplement is coming out with our next issue at the, uh, in October next month. That's fantastic. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear about many ladies golf trips. You always hear about the guys taking a golf trip and maybe the wives come along to shop or something. So that's changing. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's great. Uh, but, but this this will probably come into the uh, the things we're going to talk about. That yeah. Why you know men men don't think that women play golf. Right. Maybe I'm saying that quite so soon, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. So let's let's talk about that. So what what is female participation in golf like in the UK right now and around the world? What are you seeing as trends? Yeah, I, it's a question that I'm asked all the time. And uh, when I knew that I was coming on to talk about this, I mean I, over the years that I've, I've talked about participation, all the issues surrounding the women's game, uh, breaking down barriers, and that's not just here. I know I know it happens 
you know, in the States, in, in European countries, probably not so much. And I remember going to uh, the PGA show in Orlando in 2012. And that was when Jack Nicholas was there to uh, launch Golf 2.0. And that was talking about, uh, it, was, it was a goal to um, increase participation from 27 million, that's what it was in 2012, this is world over, mm-hmm. to uh, a number of 40 million by 2020. That's aggressive. Now, that is impressive. I'm not quite sure where we are with those um, stats at the moment. However, I remember at the time, women golfers were a big focus mm-hmm. of that goal because women have uh, are still seen as the, the, the hanging fruit Sure. That it's a market that hasn't been tapped into. Mm-hmm. And that's though then when we go on to think, well, why hasn't it been tapped into? Why aren't there more women playing golf? And now I kind of am sort of going back to the UK. And that, of course, is because of all the traditions that we've had in the UK, the home of golf and but being perceived as a gentleman's game mm-hmm. and that women, women weren't encouraged to play. Um, so it really comes from the, the the clubs and just breaking down those barriers, which is which is happening now. Mm-hmm. It's it, it it has happened. It's some clubs um, aren't as good as others at yeah. <laughs> moving with the times, sure. but, but slowly but surely that is happening. But there's still a lot to be done. Just yeah. more women want to actually play the game. I gotta um, think that also happens at the youth level, right? That's kind of where it all starts. We we often see these youth programs at clubs, and I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but definitely here in the United States. If I go to my uh, my local club or club clubs around me, mm-hmm. and look at the youth programs, it's it's pretty well dominated by boys, from what I can see. Is, 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 do you would you agree with that? That you know it yes. needs to start with yeah. the youth. It is that there are more girls playing, uh, but again, I think it comes back to women. And girls generally aren't exposed to golf. That's yeah. the problem. Golf is still very much a closed shop, mm-hmm. and it's it's still perceived as very much in in many ways an exclusive sport. I I believe that if you haven't been born into a family that plays golf, or then you mature and you you have a partner that plays golf, it's these behind these gates. It's like oh that that's golf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, you're in the, the states. You've got the LPGA tour, and which is shown very, you know, on TV. But over mm-hmm. here, we don't get the TV coverage as much t- TV coverage as we'd like. Mm-hmm. So from that point, from that point of the media, we're not women aren't seeing the sport enough. There's not enough exposure. Yeah. Um, and and actually, uh, on that subject, I mean, a, a couple of years ago, Women in Golf commissioned sports marketing surveys in to carry out some research on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, talking to three hundred, uh, sorry, three thousand participants, this male and female, mm-hmm. um, to, for us to try and get an understanding of what, if anything, was wrong with the game and the attitudes of the converted club members. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the surprising things was that a lot, a, most of the men and women think that single sex clubs should be banned. Great. Mm-hmm. But saying something like that from that, those men are saying that, but acting on it is different because over half of them have never encouraged their female partner to play golf. Mm-hmm. So you look at that and you think, well, what chance have their daughters got? Right. Because yeah. if they're not encouraging their partner to play 
And um, with that in mind, um, over half the men who, ha who have sons from that research, just 12% of the men um, who've got two uh, daughters, um, they, they don't encourage them to play. Wow. So, it, it, it's, so that's, you know, in answer to your question, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, because it, it then goes back to the, the men aren't encouraging their female partners or wives to play. Yeah, there's a disconnect there, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. 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 How do you bridge that gap? Do you have any ideas there then? Uh, well, the big push in the UK is family golf, mm -hmm. because if you look at the female markets in other European countries, they are flying. And yeah. uh, today I was looking at the uh, KPMG golf participation report for 2017. And in Germany, the, the top five markets um, in terms of total number of adult female golfers is uh, 222,000 just over in Germany. Wow. And then you've got the Netherlands, 126,000, Sweden, 118, France, 113, and then England, 90,000. Yeah. So looking at those figures and those countries – you, we are lagging behind. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Given the, the number of courses and the, the size of the countries. But in a lot of those countries, they join as families. Mm -hmm. They don't have men's sections, female sections, and it's all just very disjointed. And I think, you know, the different findings that we, we've done and with different research, different initiatives, and women just, it's, it's not rocket science. Women would just like to be introduced to a golf club be made to feel welcome and mix in with their husbands, with their children, because lifestyles have changed. Golf clubs are different to what they were 20 years ago. It's not somewhere where gentlemen might go and play golf and the, husband, the wives are at home or the wives just go up and play bridge. And, and right. it, it's different now. Yeah. People want faster formats. They, they want flexible memberships. Um, and if, if their time is of the essence, they want to spend time with their family. Right. Yeah. So exactly. th that's why you know, it needs to be an inclusive sport. Are there a couple and, of clubs there that are doing that well where they're, where they're doing these yes, family memberships find, that you're talking about? In, yes. In the UK, the, uh, the, the more recent clubs that have been established, mm. understandably, they, they are doing well because they, they haven't been... Uh, established with all the, the other tr the traditions that traditional golf clubs have had. Right. Um, so th they probably have had equal membership from the beginning mm -hmm. because we've had that, you know, the big equality issue. And then, of course, there was the, the Muirfield <laughs> saga yeah. not allowing women. And now we've overcome that. But, mm -hmm. um, uh, but, but I do say as well that a lot of the women are their own worst enemies because uh, they nobody likes change, and at times they can be very short-sighted. And I listen. I don't blame them because they've probably been a member of a certain golf club for a long time, and they like the way it is. They like the way that they have maybe a five-day membership, and they go up and they play. You know, once they have their golf during the week, they don't want to mix in with men. Mm -hmm. But really, I think the way forward is we should have no single. You know, the the membership should be the same across the board, and everybody yeah. should fit in. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that's a good you know, lead into the to the next topic here. I know you have some thoughts on what women actually want out of a 
club membership or out of their golf and, and, and finding ways to understand that. What are some of your ideas, Allison, in terms of what actually women want? Well, the, the other way is how we learn the game. And um, I don't know if you've heard the, the uh, teaching concept called uh, love.golf. I haven't, no. Um, now, this is a gentleman called uh, Alistair Spink, and he uh, was working from a club in um, Ipswich in the UK. Mm-hmm. And this has been roll, rolled out now, and I know he's working closely with um, um, some people in Sweden. And when you learn to play golf, generally you have to go to a golf range or you have to go to a little par three course because you cannot possibly learn to play golf at a, what I would call a proper golf club. Yeah. It's scary to just step on the first tee box. Yeah. (laughs) Now I understand that. And I understand golf. We we never want to take away the, the rules and the etiquette of the game. However, this concept is very much that the, uh, the, the program involves a group of women coming along. They've never hit a golf ball before, but under supervision, at a quiet time on a golf course, they go out with the pro and just, here's a club, here's a ball, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. So they get a feeling of the whole experience walking a, walking a hole rather than mm-hmm. being on a golf range, hitting ball after ball after ball. Yeah. And my analogy of that is if you go and join a tennis, if you go to join a tennis club, you aren't asked to have a hundred stroke rally before you go on to a tennis court. Right. And women want a piece of the action. Mm -hmm. And I I understand that if you're a sporty woman and you think, yes, I'd like to give golf a go. um, They don't want to spend hours on a driving range and then being told, no, you can't go on the course yet. You're not ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm, listen, I'm not. That's just an example that came into my head about how maybe women need to be taught differently. They like mm-hmm. to be taught in groups. Yep. Uh, I think golf clubs generally for men and women need to be made. They need to be many of them more welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that um, often uh, women go to uh, golf ranges and the top golf centres with their children and and families and they will have a good time. But that transition, because they've been allowed to go there wearing jeans and um, just being very casual and it's, you know, a lot of chat going on. So it's fun. Mm -hmm. And then they walk into a golf club and then they see the honors boards and they see the trophy cabinets and it can be daunting. So that, that I just think that whole atmosphere just needs to be made more fun. Yeah. Um, and it, golf clubs are very much, don't do this. You can't do this. You can't park here. <laughs> you can't go on the course yet. <laughs> yeah. It's a bunch of don'ts instead of a bunch of do's, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. It's yes. hard to enjoy well, when well, there's a lot I mean, of rules. Yes. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's lots of different things. There's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work over here. And you know, it had, we've got lots of different initiatives going on. But I mean, women and golf were the uh, are the media partner for the women's international women's golf day. Nice. That, um, Elisa Gorday, who is an American, um, she set that up. So we're working with her because, from what I understand, the same problems occur in the US as well. Yeah, um, yeah I think you're right for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody is trying to drive women's golf. Mm-hmm. 
So there's no reason why there shouldn't be more women playing. Certainly in the US and in the UK, if if countries like Germany can have 222,000 golfers, yeah, I think the I think England uh, should be able to get more than more than 90,000. Well, in studying what Germany is doing, what are they doing differently? Or is there any other tips that you could give to, to clubs that are listening to this? Yeah, to I, listen, every club is different. And, in it, and even the uh, program that I mentioned, um, uh, Love.Golf, that wouldn't work everywhere. But I think you've got to be open, open yourselves up. The clubs need to open themselves up to change. And... Uh, whether some clubs still have slots for women to play, cater for those women. You might have more working women nowadays. More, more women do work, but that doesn't mean to say they might not want to play golf. Right. Um, so I think it's just being flexible with tea times, more welcoming generally. Um, and, and as I say, that that's to, to both sexes and encouraging family time, family golf. Uh, whether that's you know mixed tournaments, um, social events, just so that these these people can come along to golf clubs, and it is a really big part of their lifestyle. Yeah. Because me- mem- golf club memberships are are dwindling. There's no 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 question of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then obviously that I'm, I'm grouping people clubs together, but because there are many that are doing incredibly well. And it seems to be most of them that are doing very well. Yes, of course, you've got the, the famous and the established clubs that um, will always be full, full of members. But, you know, some of the, the more established clubs um, that aren't prepared to make, perhaps change and make changes, mm-hmm. um, then, and, and, and that probably leads us on to the dress code. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, before we get to the dress code, um, I want to talk about even just, um, you know, the way golf is in in. in the instruction that takes place. I was actually really happy to see that at my club, we have an as- assistant now who's a lady. Yes. And I think yeah. that, that's great because, you know, it seems like anytime you walk into a club, you know, the head pro is almost 99 times out of a hundred, if not more going yeah. to be um, a, a, a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you seeing clubs that are successful actually take on some some female uh, professionals in their in yes their yeah there, there are female instructors again not as many as as there are men but but there are and there are a lot of good female instructors around in women and golf my instruction pages they are all uh women instructors in there um and and yes of course the clubs that they are associated with they understand they will put on events where it's, you know, come along, doesn't matter what you wear, come in your jeans, um, uh, ha- um, uh, play, you know, get to, get to understand the sport, mm-hmm. uh, then have a glass of wine afterwards. It's all the social side as well that is important. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah, the wine and nine groups they do here—they call it wine and nine or something—and yeah. those those are always really popular. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Women like to enjoy themselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jeans—that's that's pretty avant-garde. Um, wearing jeans on the course—I don't—I've never seen that happen. Um, but I guess people are doing it out there as well. Yeah. Listen, it doesn't happen a lot, and I'm yeah. not saying that I encourage that. But yeah. I would say that if somebody is coming along for a lesson or they are just starting out, don't hound them as soon as they walk in the clubhouse and say, I'm sorry, you can't wear jeans. Yeah. Because that will put them off straight away. Well, the clubhouse, I, you know, I, I'm all for a relaxed dress code in the clubhouse. I thought you were just saying like when they were actually playing, they were playing in jeans. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, oh. not not, no, <laughs> not often, but but I think if if, if they, there's a practice ground and somebody mm. comes along, but not actually on on the course, but even on yeah. a on a on the driving range or something. Sure, there are some clubs that would frown upon that. Sure. Oh yeah, so, totally. Yeah. By just probably if they haven't got a relaxed dress code policy, probably if that lady got out of the car in the car park and she had jeans on, yeah. <laughs> she might be told. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, she would have been put off before she'd even picked up a golf club. <laughs> yeah. Now they're thinking of actually changing the dress code on tour. Is that correct? Uh, yes, they have. Um, they The LPGA made an announcement a couple of months ago. And again, I I didn't agree the way it was done because again, it was very much... You cannot wear racerback uh, racer tops. Um, you cannot have your um, bottom showing. Uh, not again. Not that I agree that they should have their bottom showing, but it was all very much. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, a lot of this stems uh, from the clothes, as an example, that Michelle Wee wears. Okay. Um, the, which which doesn't have a collar. The the racerback shirts very athletic looking right now yes and you're saying great and i think great because i think she looks absolutely amazing (laughs) um and i was it's a very it's a very tricky it is a tricky subject because Mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong answers Mm -hmm. but i would i think that if golf women's golf has made any advancements at all it's in golf fashion because the clothes that are produced now are, are are fantastic and they aren't just to be worn on the golf course you can wear them um afterwards going shopping going mm-hmm. for a drink they so they're more versatile now not everybody can wear the same clothes that Michelle Wee wears and some of the other girls because they haven't got the figures to wear them sure but i i just see it that surely if they were sensible then if it, i wouldn't go to my ward i wouldn't i wouldn't buy them because I know I wouldn't look good in them. Right. So you'd like to think that the other girls on tour would be the same. Mm-hmm. Again, I know there needs to be boundaries and maybe I've heard that on the Symmetra tour, um, which is the feeder tour in the States, um, a lot of them, the, the, the clothes that they were wearing were really short, um, whether they were short shorts or short skirts or their cleavage was showing. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the LPGA is trying to nip that in the bud. Right. Um, but I just feel it was the way it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, uh, the other objection to that is uh, when we're talking about growing the female game, gr- game, growing participation, though the females like Michelle Wee are who the, the kids look up to. They aspire to people like that. Now, right. and th- they would, they love, you know, the, their kids, they will, they want that fashion. Um, so then you, but unfortunately, this is where there is this big divide because they see the girls on tour wearing clothes like that, but then at their own golf club, um, they've probably got to have a, a, skirt, a skirt or a shorts a certain length. So that's why, it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just confusion really. Yeah, it needs to be translatable that, okay, these are yes. the people that I'm looking up to and this, why can't I dress like that yes. or vice versa? Yeah, yeah no, that, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Um, so, so the, 
I mean, there's the whole thing with jeans in the clubhouse. I mean, I, I, I suspect that there's more golf clubs in the UK that have committee meetings over the dress code than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I don't, I don't think it just gets back to club, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know your thoughts, but to me, it's just, it depends on the culture of the club. If the culture of the club is a, you know, more relaxed environment, kind of your home away from home then why yes. not? But if, you know, if, if, if the club is, you know, very, you know, business culture or something like that, then yeah, maybe you want to have some other standards. But I think every club's got to answer that for themselves. That's my opinion. They have. Anyway. They have. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just think now that people go, go out socially in very smart jeans. So, sure. not, and you can pay a fortune on a pair of very smart jeans. So not to be allowed to wear them in a golf clubhouse in right. this age is, <laughs> is, it's silly yeah um really but but the i mean I, I there was another story that i heard um uh somebody that i know uh, he's he's got two daughters that play golf and um this the younger daughter did very well in a club competition and uh, won the competition and everybody was standing around at the prize giving and uh the the lady captain went up to give her an envelope so her father thought, oh, oh, that's nice, a voucher or something. And it was to tell her um, that her skirt was too short. Oh, jeez. So what does that, you see, they're, they just do things in the wrong, people do things in the wrong way. Right. Now, yeah. I mean, that's just an example, and I'm sure there's lots of stories around like that. But when it, when it comes, that, that's not helping us encourage juniors to play golf right so not at all um, but at the same time in the uk i know there's a lot of great initiatives going on to get to get um there's a there's a really good um england golf initiative called uh, girls golf rocks Mm -hmm. nice Um, yeah exactly and they have um the uh the ambassadors of that program are the leading elite amateur girls so they um, participate and oversee them on certain days, which is which is great, and and that's really been doing well, and that's growing in every county. Um, which is, and for us, you know, we've got Charlie Hole, um, one of our good junior. Um, she's not a junior, but the pro player, mm-hmm. and uh, Georgia Hall, who's been doing fantastic now. So that can only help. Nice. Um, but but it is. It's just getting golf out there. And the, the, the ex- encouraging the exposure of the game. If to there was, and girls. yeah. If there was one or two pieces of advice you could give to to private clubs out there to to really become more welcoming or to encourage participation, what would they be for you, Allison? Um, for me, I would say, uh, I think it comes back. It, it comes back down to. Um, the, me- the membership and when you join, mm-hmm. I think that whole joining process when you, you actually approach a club and the, you, you want somebody to take you under your wing and, but to talk to you and, 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 and just, if, if you, it depends if you're joining as a single lady, um, which I'd like to think there would be more of them that do that. But that doesn't seem to happen that often um, that they enter the club and then they are made to feel welcomed by the whole ladies section. Because unfortunately, and this is life, whether it be golf clubs, tennis clubs, hockey clubs, people, people can be clicky. So, you, and a lot of these ladies have been members for a very long time. 
So they, but so that's why I'm saying you need to. We're struggling for female golf golfers in this country. A club clubs are so you need to open open your arms and just welcome them, mm-hmm. and take them out and tell them what they can get involved with. That would be one part of advice. Get get them introduce them to the club pro, um, so then they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's that whole thing of. I mean, even now there are some clubs that I walk into and I think, oh, should I be wearing this or or where do I go? And there's often nobody there to say, oh, hello. Um, just right. a, it's a simple. It's not. Yeah, it isn't a, rocket science. We, we're used to our golf clubs. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh, but I, I try and look at it as a beginner. I just think, God, if I was walking in here, um, I wouldn't feel particularly comfortable at whatever place that might be. Right. Um, so, so that, that, that's, that's the big thing really. Yeah, and, cool. and to get good in, good instruction. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I, I'm a big proponent on the instruction side. Like I said, um, I mean, obviously the the swing for a lady is different than a man, and so mm. uh, you need someone who can, can communicate that properly. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, I sorry, I, the other thing I do think clubs need to do is to introduce fun formats because mm-hmm. that's a big thing now. The, yeah. the all of the nine hole stuff, um, nine hole formats, um, foot golf is becoming popular over here. Yep. Um, as we said, the the nine and wine, all yep. all of that type of thing, and I mean, we've even just just recently had the um, the speed golf championship. People want to play quicker. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> how long did yeah. how long was the round for that? How what was the winners round time? Um, off the top of my head, I can't I can't remember. Um, was it under an uh, hour though? Or? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, definitely under an hour. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I met a guy. Um, he's actually the owner of Mission Hills out in China, the the big right. complex. And he says nobody likes to play with me because I guess what he does is he hits the shot and runs to the neck to his ball, and that's how he plays. He plays um, jogging and running. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's no, good, and, but it's good exercise at the same time. I was like, ah, oh, I'll try to do that with yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the other thing golf clubs need to do. Mm-hmm. Think about well. Do we just always have a mixed competition on a bank holiday or do we introduce more mixed competitions, right. more nine hole formats, mm-hmm. more just things to liven up the club? Right. So, I was just to up make, there. Uh, to make it more modern. Yeah. Uh, yep. And well, I do cool. I do appreciate it's not easy because I think people will be listening <laughs> to this thinking, but our club isn't like that. And I know that. And I know there are so many that, that are fantastic golf clubs and a lot of a lot of them probably don't need to change but i we're talking to those clubs that should might want to sit back and think well actually yes that might be a way of us introducing mm-hmm. a new generation of members yeah um yeah no very so, well said absolutely and you know it's if you keep doing things the same old way that's the um you're going to get the same old results so exactly. it's time to yeah. um, get creative and, and think outside the box there on some of these issues well before we wrap up i just want to tell people uh definitely visit womenandgolf.com that's the website of women in golf and if they want to get a hold of the magazine how do they go about doing that allison yes that's um available on the website as well and it, it you you can just um, subscribe rest of the world. So it's not, it, of course we do distribute pre- predominantly in the UK, but it's, um, you, it's, you can take out a worldwide subscription. So mm-hmm. but just that's all available on the website. 
That's fantastic. If yeah. folks want to reach out to you, Allison, directly, can they do that? Is there a specific way they can get in touch with you and, and uh, find out a little bit more about what you do? Yes, I, they can. Happy for them to email me at allison.root at womenandgolf.com. And my Twitter feed is uh, at allisonroot1. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, definitely check out womenandgolf.com. It's just a wealth of, of really solid information there. And Allison, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom about women in golf here on Private Club Radio. You were a pleasure to talk with today. Thank you very much. All right, another great one here on Private Club Radio. Hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Hope you subscribe to Women in Golf. It's a wonderful publication. Definitely check out their website. Filled, filled, filled with all kinds of good stuff there. That's going to do it. Don't forget, 100th episode's coming up. And make sure to leave a voicemail for the show so you can be here on with us on the 100th episode, privateclubradio.com slash inbox. I'll see you next week. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.